Hi, and welcome back to the Teach for the Heart podcast. I'm your host, Linda Cardamus, and we're here to give you the ideas and inspiration you need to overcome your teaching challenges and make a lasting difference in your students' hearts and lives. I'm here today with Amber Harper from The Burned In Teacher, and we're so excited um, to talk with her today about what to do when you're feeling burned out, which is, I know, something a lot of you are facing right now and I've dealt with recently as well. So Amber, thank you so much for being here. Oh, it is my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. So let's start out, Amber, if you don't mind, can you give us just a brief introduction to you and the work that you're doing right now? Absolutely. Thanks for asking. So I am a teacher at heart, and that's no pun intended. I have taught uh, for 12 years. I taught from the years of 2007 to 2018 and only left the classroom because I had created Burned In Teacher uh, out of my passion to give teachers the support that I never got when I was struggling with burnout. And that will will never leave me. That teacher heart will always be inside of me. And because of being a teacher for so many years, uh, before doing this incredibly challenging and impactful work, um, I wouldn't be able to do this today without that experience. And um, so throughout my teaching career, um, from 2007 through 2018, even I rode, uh, built and rode, I say, uh, my my roller coaster of burnout. And every single time that I uh, was challenged, whether I was teaching first grade or second grade or third grade or fifth grade, there were these challenges that would arise that I didn't have the mental strength or the tools or the strategies to process them in a healthy way that would help me to move through those challenges without just completely crumbling or crashing and burning. Um, So I, in 2016, I finally just decided since I can't find the support that I have always needed through all of these years of teaching, I'm going to create something that I know would work for me and that I know can help so many other teachers. And I started by simply telling my story. Um, I am married to an educator. My husband is an elementary school principal, and he and I actually had the privilege of teaching together, not together in the same class, but teaching in the same school for eight years. So education is just all over our home. So we... um, we just, we, we love the profession. We love education. We love teachers. And I'm so, so lucky to get to, to spread this message um, every single day now. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks for sharing a little bit about that. And we're going to talk a little bit more about some of the ways that you support teachers and how teachers that need that support can, can get it. Um, But maybe we can start out our conversation by talking a little bit about, um, about burnout in particular. And I know you help teachers, who are feeling burnt out, identify their type of burnout, which is something I'd never even thought about before. Can you talk a little bit about why it's important to identify and name the type of burnout that you have? Absolutely. It is always my pleasure. I I always kind of feel it, feel that it. it's kind of funny that I, I smile and laugh and enjoy talking about burnout so much, <laughs> but it's because talking about it in this proactive way is what makes all the difference in the world. And through my research, my own experience, and working with so many teachers, I have found that it saying that you're burned out, saying that you're frustrated, you're overwhelmed, you're exhausted, there's no action behind that. There's no, there's no activation to 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 
take advantage of the opportunity that burnout truly does offer us to make the changes that we need either in our personal or professional lives or both to be the change that we need to be in order to see the changes happen in our lives. So what I have created is the teacher burnout quiz, and that helps you to identify one of three types of burnout. So the the three types are burned and over it, burned and unbalanced, and burned and bored. Burned and over it is where you are surrounded um, either virtually or um, in your school or with your students. You are surrounded by negativity, apathy, um, frustration. Like it has just completely encompassed your being as a teacher. Um, It's the people that you talk to online. It's what you see online. It's what you're just surrounded by. And maybe as hard as you have tried, that negativity has really seeped into your being as a teacher. And you really can't find a way through the sea of negativity that you're swimming in. And you wonder kind of, what's the point of me even doing this? Like, this is impossible are kind of the things that you you might be telling yourself. Uh, As a burned and unbalanced teacher, these are teachers who, um, who have gradually become extremely overwhelmed doing having too much to do, not enough time to do it, working, you know, 70 plus hour weeks, nights, weekends, and you are not swimming in a sea of negativity necessarily. You might, if you don't take care of this overwhelm, but you are just swimming in a sea and and you use that term of just keeping your head above water. Like when you see your other teacher friends in the hallway or online, you say, you know, Hey, how you doing? Oh, I'm good. Just, just surviving, just keeping my head above water. Like that's the kind of language that you use. And it's become part of your normalcy to just believe that, that a teacher life is nothing but overwhelm and exhaustion. If you're burned and bored, you may have wonderful relationships with your coworkers, your administration, your your students, their families, and you may have a great control over your time. You have great boundaries. You have a great schedule that you have really stuck to, and you seem to have it all together. You have awesome systems and, and all of these things that are helping you to get your work done in a timely manner and go home to your family or your friends or, or whatnot. So you really, on the outside, you feel like you should have it all, like you should feel wonderful, but you're actually seeking a challenge that that must be out there for you, whether it's a change in the way that you're teaching, whether it's a change in grade level, a change in a district or a school, whatever, whatever, you'll take anything. Like you just know you need a change, but you don't really maybe know exactly what that is. So you may have those feelings of guilt. Um, Like, man, I should be content. Like I should just do my job and then go home and, and feel good and let, and just come in every day. Um, but you don't feel that you actually almost feel guilty for, for not feeling that, that contentment. Um, so you're looking for that change, but you just don't know what it is. You can also come out on the other end of this quiz as burnt, uh, not burned out, but something is off. This is where, when you just first start, I, I always compare it to Kate McAllister from, uh, from home alone <laughs> when she's sitting on the plane and she's like, something's, something's missing, like something's not right. And she can't quite put her finger on it. Like something is just feeling a little off. And and that is that burn. That's the beginning. These are teachers that they're starting to feel like, I don't know if I can keep doing this this way. I I just can't keep, I don't want to keep feeling this way, but I don't know what to do. And this is where I find so many teachers are are practicing that quote unquote conventional self-care. Like they're going for runs, they're drinking enough water, they're having, you know, they're they're treating themselves, they're practicing self-care, but it's just not taking care of what is triggering 
that burnout. And in fact, they may even have those blinders on where they're like, I'm just going to power through this. I'm just going to keep going and it'll go away. And I'm here to tell you, my friends, I, I can tell you the story too, Linda. <laughs> uh, I, I told myself that for a number of years, I'm, I'm going to be okay. This is, this is your problem. You just need to deal with it. Keep going and it'll go away and it will rear its ugly head. And that's where, you know, Kate finally sees that she's missing her son and it's just complete breakdown chaos. Um, and, and this is where, um, this is where it's something needs to change, but you really don't know exactly how to face it. Right. Oh my goodness. There's so much there. So, well, I want to, I want to talk a little bit about specifics of like, okay, let's say a teacher is feeling like this. What do they do? But first, do you want to share a little bit, a little bit more of your story? Um, and by the way, we will also link in this episode in the notes to, I, I actually told a little bit of my story in relationship to burnout on your podcast a yes. few weeks ago. So mm-hmm. we'll link to that as well in the notes here at teachfortheheart.com slash 165. I won't repeat my story, but we'd love to hear a little bit about your story and um, you know how you dealt with that. And then we'll get into kind of some of the practicalities of what teachers that can resonate with that and are feeling the same thing can do. Absolutely. Absolutely. So as I mentioned earlier, my husband and I taught uh, in the same school for eight years. And uh, so throughout those eight years, there were a lot of challenges that happened. Um, not, not always within my classroom. I, um, I really thrived with my students. It was kind of the, and I know people are going to relate to this because I hear this all the time. It was all the other stuff that that seemed to just crush my soul and i continued whether it was a relationship with a colleague whether it was a re- relationship with my administrator um, whether it was things that were happening in our you know government all the bureaucracy that was really frustrating to me and the changes in curriculum and things like that um i continued to put those blinders on and i'm an enneagram 3 i don't know if you know a whole lot about the enneagram but that is the person that will just work themselves to death because they love the work so I would bury my bury myself into the work and just say, okay, just keep going. You're gonna, you're, this is this is the best you can do. This is the way it is. This is what you've been told. And one day in 2014, um, we got a puppy in July, Mr. Oliver. If you follow me on Instagram, you may have seen him. Um, we had we got him. He was four months old in July. Um, which if you know the, t- the school schedule is probably not the best time to bring a brand new puppy into your life because we were going back full bore, you know, at the end of July into August. And in Indiana, we start school in mid-August. And so he wasn't house trained. Um, we only lived three minutes away from the school. So I said, you know, it's not a big deal. I'll go home on my lunch breaks and let him out of his uh, kennel to go use the restroom. This one particular day, this would have been probably September, um, I went home to let him out and he had, I'm going to have a human moment with you here. He had pooped all over the, the kennel. He had sat in it. He had laid in it. He was a mess. I, I'm telling you, it was as disgusting as it probably sounds. And I can't let him walk through the house with this all over his paws and he was in the basement. Um, it's a finished basement, by the way, we're not putting him in like the dark, creepy basement, but so I carry him outside. So I'm covered in dog poop and I'm spraying him off. I have maybe 20 minutes. I'm spraying him off. I'm spraying off the bottom. I mean, it was just imagine the, the mess. It was disgusting. And I think in, 
in a, in a different situation, if I was in a different mindset, I would have been like, this is, this sucks so bad. Like this, this is ridiculous. But Linda, I broke down and had a full on panic attack, emotional breakdown. And it's even hard to talk about this to this day because I was in such, um, I was at such rock bottom, but hadn't really done the work that I needed to do on myself to process all of these things that were happening around me and the things that I was feeling. Um, and it just broke me. And by the time I got back to the school and we were a large team, we were a team of nine third grade teachers and they were all, we were all great friends and they were standing around chit chatting before the students came back in from recess. And when I walked in through the door, I will never forget the looks on their faces. They thought Jeff had died. Jeff is my husband. Oh. Um, and we were all friends. I mean, we we taught in a small town and we we all hung out. They were friends with Jeff. And I, I remember my friend Jane looking at me and goes, Amber, what happened? And when I told her, it was almost underwhelming. You know, right. like yeah. they were like, wait, all okay. Like your dog made a gross mess, okay. And I I was inconsolable. And I remember somebody having to take over my class so I could pull myself together because I still had a couple of hours of teaching left before the day was over. And I just remember then the following day, I remember crying the rest of the day off and on. I could not shut it off. And I remember the next day crying all the way to school and just having to pry my fingers off of the steering wheel and force myself to go back into that school. It's it's really hard to talk about it right now without breaking down. And that was the moment that I knew something big had to change. But the challenge with it was is that I didn't want to quit teaching. It, it wasn't that I hated teaching. It was just there, there was clearly some work that I needed to do to figure out what the best reality was for me in that situation. Um, and that is when I dove into the world of personal development. <laughs> and this is where I learned so much about how much control we really do have. And rather than looking at burnout as a sentence, I really needed to pay closer attention and to look at it as an opportunity mm. for change. Like I wanted, I wanted change. And that's where I, I tell everybody I've been through all these three different types of burnout. I've even been through burnout as a teacher burnout coach. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, and I know you talked about this a little bit uh, about your own story. Um, like different professions, even when you choose your profession, um, you know, to, to leave the classroom, to go somewhere else, like you're not immune to burnout and you're certainly not immune to it after going through it one time. Um, so I just, I really, you know, that was, like I said, back in 2014 and I didn't create burn in teacher until 2016, um, because a lot of it was me working on me and then realizing that when I was having conversations with other teachers and telling them what I was doing and, and I stopped old bad habits that I had that kept me in that burnout. When teachers started noticing, my friends started noticing and asking me questions and I would tell them what I was doing or thinking or believing, they looked at me like I was speaking another language. 
And that's when I was like, this is, this is work that I need to share. This is work that I actually love and enjoy. Um, and I want to share this. And I just didn't know how for now, for then a couple of years, how do I do this in a way that, that serves teachers and gives them what I never got. And this is what I call the hard, scary self-care because that's what I needed. I didn't need to go for more runs. I didn't need more bubble baths. I didn't need to get my nails done. I didn't need, I didn't need um, more bottles of wine. I needed to work on one of the two things that has to change when you're going through burnout. And one of them is yourself and one of them is your environment. And it turns out that I really had to work on both. And the unfortunate thing too, Linda, is that a lot of times when people go through burnout, they automatically jump to the environment. Mm, Right. They automatically think- And that doesn't always fix it, does it? (laughs) No, no. Because if you haven't worked on yourself first and done that, that inner work that needs to happen so that you can do some outer work to try to figure out- whether or not this environment really is the best place for you, if you don't do that inner work and start changing some things about yourself and your perspective, your beliefs, how you use your time, um, you're going to carry those habits. I call them teacher brand habits. You're going to carry those habits into your next school. Or if you decide to leave teaching, you're going to carry that into your next job. And when you face hardship or something you don't agree with or something that just stinks, you're going to carry those same beliefs, those same habits, those same actions. Um, you're going to carry those into your next job. That makes so much sense. Wow. Okay. There's so much to unpack here. Let's um like back up to the beginning and kind of like trace through a little bit of this journey. And I have some questions I want to ask. So, sure. so first, I guess when someone's recognizing, it's interesting when you were telling your burnout story, you talked about like almost like an irrational response. Like, yeah. you know, like, like obviously that. If you're a parent or if you have a pet, you, I mean, I just, I don't always say, I don't know how many kid would never imagined I deal with poo so much as I have do with, right. like, you, know, but, you know, like those things are very stressful, but the response was not, was like you said, they thought you, they thought your husband died. It was like way bigger than what happened. And when I had my burnout experience or my most recent one, at least that was the same thing. My like response to these issues I was facing, I, I recognize it. I'm like, was way beyond like what the issue called for because it was pulling out like all these inside things. Do you find that that's a common, a common thing that people experience when they're facing burnout that at some point, like it's just, it's almost too much and there's a straw that breaks the camel's back or. Yeah. I, you know, I think burnout is so deeply personal Mm-hmm. Um, and different for each person. And I think it comes out in different ways. Okay. I think that, um, you know, for some people, like I think depending on your personality type, um, I am an ENFPT. Um, the T stands for turbulent. <laughs> so, and now I know that about myself and I didn't know it then. So I didn't have the self-awareness to know that if you don't address these things in a healthy way, it's going to show up and you're going to embarrass yourself. Mm. Um, I think for other people, and I'm also extremely extroverted, I think for maybe people who might be more introverted, and I don't want to speak like there's no, there's no overarching like judgment of how you should or should not, you know, um, unless you know the work, like how to react to these things. But I think for other people, they just you know, for, for a burn and over it teacher that 
you find so much value in relationships. And although you feel like you've tried to build them, that you just continue to get that that apathy and negativity that, you know, it may show up in you just kind of isolating yourself. Like you just don't talk to anybody. Or if you do say something, it comes out as negative or snarky or, you know, and that's where I feel, you know, when I've talked to administrators that when teachers are being emotional, whether that's an angry emotion or a, you know, a a sad emotion, we sometimes, because I know it happened to me, we sometimes write them off as like, they're just a really negative person or they are just really, um, they don't, they, they just cry all the time. Like, <laughs> they're just emotional. Um, I, like, yeah, they're just emotional. And I think that is really, I think that's really sad in itself because these, these adults who are struggling are no different than a child sitting in their classroom. They're not giving you a hard time. They're having a hard time. We don't, and in addition to, you know, burnout because of all of the challenges that we face as educators, people are dealing with loss and hardship in their personal lives. And especially now, and we can't expect people to completely shut that off. And um, so something that, you know, that I talk teachers through and we go through this in the mastermind too, and in hacking teacher burnout, that there are also different stages and when you are uh, stages of burnout and when you are at a stage zero or one, you don't see any other way of being than negative or over-emotional. You don't see any other option for you than to either uh, leave, quit, you're miserable, so you're just going to quit teaching or what's worse in my opinion is being miserable and staying in the profession and doing nothing differently. And you kind of, in these stages, you're an avoider and any, anytime somebody tries to help you, you'll say, yeah, thanks, but no thanks. Or that won't work for me or yeah, right. You know, this is, this is the profession. This is just the way it is. And I used to, I used to do the same thing. I used to write those people off or now I look back and I was definitely a zero and a one at different points in my career. But now I I come from the perspective of this is where you are and it's okay but there there is a path for you there is there are some things that we can work on and that you can work on um to move through this there's there are different stages there are different ways of of being and and that's what i needed to hear is that you can, amber you can choose to stay at a zero or one that is totally your choice or you can choose to start to acknowledge and, and this is where in, in stage two is where you become validated to say, okay, I am burned and unbalanced. Like my time management needs help, or I really need to, I need different people to hang around with. Like the, these people are dragging me down. They are tearing me down. I need to find different people, but I don't know how to do it. And I cert- I can't find anybody in my building who's not negative. You know, that those are real situations that real teachers deal with on a daily basis. And I dealt with all of that myself. And so I think this is the long way around answering your question that, you know, does everybody have that, that camel that, or that, I'm sorry, the straw that breaks the camel's back where they just get over emotional and, and have a public breakdown. No, I don't think, I don't think so. I think different people deal with it in different ways. Um, and I think especially those, those teachers that are 
so isolated, so alone, and so ashamed of how they're feeling. Um, those are sometimes where, how their emotions come out is that they just quit. They just leave. Mm. And they never even had a chance to process and be, and and have somebody tell them, you're not a bad person for feeling this way, but we have to talk about it and we have to move through it. And you have to be honest with yourself and you have to be honest with others and you have to have some hard conversations, but that's the stuff. That's the self-care that we shy away from because it's hard and it's not normal. Um, it's yes. not normalized. Yeah. Right. Right. Wow. There's so much here. Yeah. And when I said I kind of broke down, mine wasn't like a public thing. Mine was very private, but mm-hmm. but still like I was like, I was so upset. I was so paralyzed and I shouldn't, yeah. like I logically shouldn't have been, but it was just like, yeah, so thank you. Yeah. Uh, so it sounds like burnout can look very different for different people. When you say burnout though, you would, would you include, you would include in there, like sometimes we get to a point where we're like, I'm clearly burnt out, but there's like a lot of leading up. Ideally we would mm-hmm. deal with it before we get to that. Like, I'm done point, right? So this is anyone feeling just like, are there any common like things people should be recognizing or like, okay, I need I need to work on this if I'm, you know, these are some warning signs that I'm approaching uh, a place I don't want to be. Yeah, absolutely. So when I speak at schools, I typically do a word cloud uh, where I have teachers and administrators um, add in feelings that they're having that um, when it comes to burnout, like when you feel burnout creeping in, or, you know, if you were to describe how you feel on a regular basis, how would you feel? And the words overwhelmed, frustrated, anxious, those words come up a lot. And what I compare it to is when we know we're feeling those feelings, but we have become what I, what I call the fly that bangs itself against that, that overwhelm wall or that overwhelm window. So if you've ever been, you know, in your home and you hear, or you see a fly that's like slamming itself up against a window to get outside and they think, you know, they're telling themselves, if I fly harder, if I if I keep going, you know, if I keep flying up and down this pane of glass, I'm going to get through. I'm going to get through. And so we we tell ourselves these stories that, well, if I just ignore it, or if I if I work harder, if I work longer hours, if I stay up later, if I just ignore it, um, that I'm going to get through. I'm going to get through this window. But when you feel those feelings of overwhelm, when you feel those feelings of anxiety, when you feel those feelings of exhaustion, these are the beginnings of burnout happening when you start to feel them. And there are there are different points in the year, you know, for example, the the beginning of a school year where of course as you're building routines and and th- or if you move to a new school or a new grade level, like there's going to be a learning curve there where you do maybe put in a few more hours um, you know, or you've got some overwhelm because there's a lot of new content, you know, that's normal. But if you're waking up to this chronic stress every single day and you aren't changing anything about the way you're approaching it or the conversations that you're having, then yes, I mean, you are definitely headed for burnout because what we, what we have the ability to do that flies don't is we are able to actually step away from this window if we give ourselves permission and tell ourselves that we're worthy and capable of stopping and backing up. We can see that there's an open window two feet away. 
I right? Love that a analogy. fly doesn't see that. A fly doesn't see that, but a human can see that. But we have to stop the teacher narrative of, well, good teachers exhaust themselves. Good teachers are always overwhelmed. Like this is just a, this this Absolutely. is just the way it is. And we have to say enough and and give ourselves permission to say, no, I, I refuse to live this one life that I have settling for overwhelm and frustration and anxiety and sadness as my reality every day. Because everybody feels sad sometimes. Everybody's frustrated sometimes. Everybody's overwhelmed sometimes. Like th- that's part of being alive. But if that's how you feel every day and you and you are that teacher that I was peeling your fingers off of the steering wheel and having to talk yourself into going in and spending a day with kids, then you've got to address what is the problem here? What's what's my trigger? How long have I been feeling this way? And that's where the, the work really starts. Wow, we could go into this forever, but I know we're we running totally out of time. <laughs> so let's um let's talk a little bit about what teachers can do. So I know first of all, you have a quiz that helps them identify their type of burnout, which I think you said is like where you have to start, right? Yes. Um yes. so let's talk about that first and then we'll talk about yeah. um some specific programs you have for them. Yes, absolutely. So the burnout quiz I created a few years ago and um, it's it's six questions. It's like three minutes or less to take and uh, you'll end up with your burnout type. And then I have a series of emails that I'll send you to kind of help you to know a little bit more about your burnout type and uh, and your stage and how you can start to move through those things. And um, And then I'm sorry, what did you ask next? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to tell you people, we're going to link to that in our the show notes for this episode at teachfortheheart.com slash 165. So you can check out that. We'll give you a link to get that quiz. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once they identify their burnout, you'll I love that. You'll follow up with some resources and information. I think you're also having um, some type of challenge or event um, that where you're specifically going to work with people, right? Is that correct? Yes. Coming up here, it's not quite ready yet, but coming up here soon. Yes, absolutely. So uh, the spring 2021 cohort of the Burn-In Teacher Mastermind, where I walk everybody through the this eight step process. We do it as a, a, a huge group. And it's it's really I say huge, but it's not like thousands of teachers at a time. <laughs> it's it's a more intimate setting. We're able to learn and speak this burned in language and, and really move through these challenges together, um, but also work on uh, becoming more solution aware together. And so it's it's eight weeks of of content that walks you through the burned in process, but then we also have have group coaching calls where we we come together and we get we get you get your questions answered you connect with other burned in teacher tribers and it's just I, I'm at the end of the winter cohort uh, we're, we're actually ending the uh, this week the week of this recording and I just I'm like a mom like I'm like beaming with pride at my at my burned in teachers because they have just connected and you hear them having conversations that at the beginning of, of this mastermind, they were not, they, they had no idea that, that this was possible for them to feel this way and to have these plans and to be moving forward and, and what I call growing through their burnout rather than fighting against it, rather than beating it like that just sounds so violent. And it sounds just so um, it just sounds hard, but I really want to look at burnout as a, a growth opportunity. Um, and that's exactly what it's become. I love that. And, you know, those of you that, you know, I'm a believer and, and those of us that are believers, we know that like God takes the difficult things and he uses them in our lives and he he redeems them. And I don't know, like looking back, you know, we always 
everyone says this, but it's true. You know, you learn more through the difficulties than you do sometimes and sometimes in the good times if we if we're you know allowing him to work through us and yeah doing that like actually willing to work through it and I imagine that's a little bit what you're talking about is that and this this burned in process is what you're talking about when you say that deep self-care right yeah not just you know I'll take a bath I'll you know put all this stuff on the top you know Mm -hmm. it's this I'm actually really working on what I need Yes. And how I need to well, think differently and, and act differently or find different solutions. Well, you just hit the nail on the head, Linda, because what you just said is working on what you need. And it's interesting because this process, this mastermind, the everything burn in teacher is, is for that teacher that when you ask them, what do you want? They say, I don't even know. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what I want anymore. Or what do you enjoy doing? with your time. Like if you had more time, you know, you say that you don't have time. If you had more time, what would you do with it? I don't even know. I don't even know what I like anymore. It is, it's for these teachers that are, have become, have, have adopted this belief that this is this fly mentality banging up against this window is their life. And they've completely lost touch with who they are and what, and not just who they are as a teacher. Okay. This is holistic. This is personal mm-hmm. professional work we're doing to help them to come to terms with who you are now. Because a lot of times too, when we talk about, you know, goals and, and things like that, you know, um, you know, we've set all these goals for ourselves in high school. We wanted to graduate high school. We want to go to college. Then we wanted to get that degree. And then we wanted to meet that special someone maybe or travel or what all the, you know, and then we, we get the job and then we get the family and then we, you know, and then nothing. And, and we adopt that as just part of, uh, you know, part of being an adult or part of being a teacher. Um, and I just don't accept that. And I think that, I think that this is to help, um, I think that for a lot of teachers, especially early on in this process and in this program, the clarity that teachers get from what we do together to even know what their next best step is. And and I'm telling you, this program was not created to, if you teach second grade, we are going to help you to just settle for your teaching second grade and just power through it. That's not what this is. If you're, but if your goal is to love teaching second grade again, then we're going to do some work to get you back there. But if your goal is to make a change, maybe it's simply to move to a different grade level that's not so negative. Trust me, I've had that in my life before where I move from one grade level down to the hall to another grade level, and it's like I'm in a different universe. Um, Or if it is, in fact, to maybe leave education. Like This is to help you to do that inner and outer work, to help you work on yourself so you can decide what the best environment is for you. And and that doesn't have to always be leaving teaching, Um, but it might be for some people. I love that because I think that's a question so many people ask every year, but especially this year, you know, should I leave teaching? I don't know. So to be able Mm -hmm. to go through a process to help answer that question and find some clarity, I think is just amazing. All right. We're going to link to your program where they can get more information at teachfortheheart.com slash 165. We will link to that where you can find out more and um, find out when it opens. I think it's opening up here soon. Uh, So depending on when you're listening to this, it might be almost open or or, or open for enrollment right now. So check out that. We'll link to it at teachfortheheart.com. Slash one six five. Do you have any final words of advice or encouragement for teachers that are just in that frustrated, struggling, or maybe straight up burned out phase right now? Yeah, 
I guess, you know, I'll tell, I'll tell your listeners, but I tell my listeners, I believe that you are capable and you are worthy of a happy and fulfilled life. The challenge is that if you don't believe that yourself, that's that's not what you're going to get. So I really want you to, first of all, believe to your core that you are worthy of the work that it takes to, to get where you want to be in life. And, and this does not have to be, you know, a mountain climber or <laughs> swimming with sharks, you know, but it takes work. And it takes more than, you know, having a few glasses of wine with your friends. And it's going to take more than, you know, that the conventional self-care. This hard, scary self-care that we're talking about, you are capable of doing. Um, and, and the burden teacher process is simple. It's not easy. That's why not everybody does it. But that's why so many people are also glad that they did at the end. So so take a deep breath because you just took a step to become a burned-in teacher. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Amber. We've loved having you. If you don't mind, I'm going to pray for you and for the teachers listening real quick, and then we'll finish up. Father, thank you so much that we could have Amber on and talk a little bit about what to do when you're just feeling completely burned out. I pray, first of all, for Amber and this upcoming group that she's about to lead, that you will give her and her students um, so much wisdom and guidance that they'll know exactly, um, they'll be able to identify what they need and the next steps that you have for them. And I pray for all the teachers listening right now that are frustrated, overwhelmed, or straight up all the way straight into burnout. I pray you'll Please um, shine your light into their heart. Uh, Help them to uh, know that they are loved and cared for by you, their Heavenly Father. And then show them, Father, the next step that you would have. um, If if this Amber's program is exactly what you have for them, I pray that you will guide them to that and uh, make that clear to them. Or if you have other solutions for them, I pray that you will um, just help them to see the next steps and to know that they can rest in you and that you'll walk them through and uh, all the decisions they need to make in the coming months. We thank you so much for your goodness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thanks again, Amber. We've so enjoyed having you here. Thank you so much for having me, Linda. Well, thank you guys for being here. We hope that you found this episode helpful and definitely check out Amber's quiz and her upcoming program at teachfortheheart.com slash 165. We'll link to everything there. Well, thank you guys again so much. I look forward to speaking with you again soon. In the meantime, keep growing, keep trusting. You really are making a difference.